Support for OPB comes from our members and from our sponsors, like Tracy Ray from the employment law firm of Baron Lehman. Tracy says that OPB sponsorship is a great way to support the community and connect with Baron Liebman's clients. From the Gert Boyle studio at OPB, this is Think Out Loud. I'm Dave Miller. We turn now to a story of entrepreneurship and family bonding. Over the last year, two Oregon high schoolers have been spending time with their grandfather to create a biodegradable drinking straw. They say their seaweed-based invention is a step towards more sustainable alternatives to disposable plastic products. They also say that they've been learning lessons about failure and perseverance. Edward Brezina is a senior at Oregon Episcopal School. Emil Cantrell-Moore is a senior at Lake Oswego High School. Bob Cantrell is their grandfather. They all join me now. It's great to have all three of you on the show. Thank you. Great to be here. Thank you. Emil, first, what was the catalyst for this project? Um, I think the biggest thing was, um, was really just bonding with our family and, like you said, experiencing failure. I think that was, a, that was one of the biggest steps into realizing, you know, this is what entrepreneurship is like um, and what, how great is it to be bonding with my family at the same time. Hmm. Edward, was there a moment when you said there's a problem with straws and we're the people who are going to fix this? Yeah, so actually, um, it was us three eating in a fast food restaurant one day, and we were kind of drinking out of our, I forgot what fast food restaurant specifically, but we were drinking out of our paper straws, um, kind of sitting and talking, and we realized that after 20 minutes, our paper straws were kind of soggy, they were kind of uh, impractical to use anymore, and um, although we knew that they were biodegradable and bio-based, and they were good for the environment, um, it lacked, like, practicability, to be honest. Um, so we kind of were, were thinking, could we make affordable um, yet practical and biodegradable uh, environmentally safe option for this straw? And that's kind of where it came from. Uh, we want to include kind of the, the, the environmentalness of a paper straw and then the practi- uh, practicalness of a plastic straw and make it affordable. Bob, um, enormous multinational corporations are involved in, in making the things that, you know, utensils and straws. What gave you the confidence to say, this is something that we can take on? Well, I've had quite a bit of experience starting companies before. I started a company several years ago, and in five years, we went from zero to 10 million in revenues and sold it for four and a half million. I started another company I'm involved with today. You know, we started at zero, and we're up to 12 million and making a million dollar profit. So I have confidence that we can get there. I have the experience in the background, and so that's it. You've done it before? Yeah. So where do you start? It's, it's one thing to, to recognize this problem. Um, you're at some fast food restaurant, 20 minutes in, which is I should say that's actually pretty good. Some paper straws that I've used, <laughs> yeah. you can't even get 20 minutes exactly. out of. Um, what, what was the first step? Well the biggest step for us was research and development, right? Try, 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 fail, 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 and then that one time you succeed, right? And it looks like overnight success, when in reality, you know, we've been researching and developing for the past year, um, and I think the one of the first things that you, like, start is you realize the issue and just realize um, how you can, you know, find a solution and, and solve, solve a major world problem, which is too much plastic in the ocean. So, I mean, Edward, what do you see as the problems with the existing straws on the market? So you talked about paper straws just sort of ceasing to exist in their current shape. But there are theoretically biodegradable ones in the market. What's what's wrong with those? 
Um, yeah, so I would like to start kind of this two kind of straw markets. There's one that's kind of reusable for the general public. I mean, it's one which like you would sell to restaurants, for example, and it would be uh, like, I guess, uh, brought out to the general public. Um, so it's reusable versus uh, just one time uses straws. And although um, biodegradable um, and uh, practical one time use straws do exist, um, there's kind of the problem of affordability. Um, often these restaurants don't want to be spending a lot of money on their straws because it's something that they're supposed to give out for free. Um, it's not supposed to be a, a big burden. Um, so they kind of don't want to buy uh, these, I guess, better environmentally friendly and practical options. They'd rather just have a little bit cheaper paper straws while also doing good for the environment. So kind of our goal was to, to kind of change this narrative, I guess, in some point and try to, try to somehow uh, make it affordable as well for the restaurant so it's not a big burden. They don't have to go out of the way um, to get this. And that's kind of like kind of our goal in that in that sense. Bob, I understand that the work you three have been doing is in your garage turned lab. Do you have a piece of equipment there? Did you already have one that could turn out straw shaped things? No, we had to purchase an extruder and a pelletizer and uh, so we had to buy some equipment and then buy some supplies, and that's what we started testing with. I, I put the lab in there to uh, do another project called desalination of water. I was working with by myself without the grandsons. And so it was, the lab had already been ex existing. All I had to do is add a piece of equipment or two, and away we went. Hmm. What were the materials that you've tried out? I mean, because you, you've, you've talked now about failures as well. I'm curious, um, first of all, what's, what's the, the first thing you used to, to try to make a better straw? I might answer some of that. We tried things like algonite, which did not work at all. Is that made from algae? No, no, it's not. It, okay. it, algonate is a, well, it is, but it's a, it's a, a thermal, uh, based product. It just did not work. And we tried some other things too, like Kerrigan, uh, which did not work very well. When you say didn't work, I mean, what, what, what well, were the, the problems? Performance. performance. Yeah, mostly, yeah. yeah. Like lack of water resistance, <clears throat> too expensive. Um, just doesn't, yeah. like some of the stuff isn't FDA approved, stuff like that. And one thing I would add on is that I guess throughout this last year, we went through lots of research over and lots of like trials and failures of like just trying different things with each other until we landed on kind of something um, with glycerin, um, seaweed, and then a chitosin. And that's kind of the formula we're working with at the current moment. Um, and that's like something that actually passed these tests. But before we were just trying to throw, uh, throw around um, FDA approved um, because all these ingredients have to be. FDA approved since you're since you're actually using them with mouth contact, um, but we were just trying to throw around these until we could finally like try to land on one um, in an attempt to, to solve this goal. So, Emil, when you say that one of the things you've learned from this is the the benefits of failure or the the, the necessity of, of dealing with failure, what do you mean? I think that us starting um, a company at such a young age really gives us a base to you know understand life lessons and understand that. Failure doesn't mean give up, it means keep going, right, and persevere. I think that's the biggest lesson that this has taught me and editor especially is like, uh, just like the life, life, life lessons, like never give up. And um, when, you, when, when we can really see success like this, like our, I think our, our prototype we have currently is pretty successful. I think it really just shows that perseverance um, 
is, is worth it, you know, and, and always persevering and never giving up hope, especially when you're starting a small business is key to its success. Hmm. Bob, you mentioned having started a number of businesses at this point and, and actually brought them, brought products to market and, and made revenue. Where would you say you are right now, just in terms of the, the life cycle of a potential business? We're very early on uh, on our life cycle, but I might mention the other some of the other companies I started. One of them we started in a bedroom, another one started in a guy's basement, just like a, you know like Nike started in, the, in his back uh, his back of his uh, car, you know, and uh, I think Apple started in, in his uh, garage too. We're, and that's the way I like to start businesses: very small, very small and, and start off that way and then you grow them to where you're at hmm. what about cost here i mean edward what's the cost that you're aiming for to make this viable to make it so some fast food restaurant would actually buy a, a box of your straws yeah, so the numbers um, like are kind of very specific um, to each guess, I guess restaurant and how we uh, the how you're like getting the materials, I guess, for, uh, the straw. But in general, um, we're trying to aim where, where it's competitive in the straw market currently, and that's very. Um, it, it's actually a lot cheaper than you would think. I think it's around. Point zero zero nineteen cents um, a straw, um, and that's like market value, I guess, selling to the restaurants. Um, don't quote me on that though, because um, I don't know exactly, but. But uh, kind of our goal here is to make uh, our straw competitive with the current straw market um, while also being practical and biodegradable and bio-based. Um, and, and if we can get it to competitive, uh, competitive which starts um, basically how we're getting the materials, cost and labor and, and all, the, all the different logistics kind of are constant um, for each straw. But it's, it's the material price and how you're getting those materials, which, uh, which are kind of the uh, changing variable in this, um, in this equation. So uh, if we can get that cheaper, um, we can probably try to get it competitive with the straw market and thus um, actually try to get it into stores at a point in the future. Bob, you know, we've heard what it's meant for your grandkids to, to work with you and what they've learned about, about failure and perseverance. What have you gotten out of specifically working with your grandkids? Well, I enjoyed mentoring them and, you know, bonding with them, you know, working together you know, you really get to know someone better that way rather than just say hi, you know. But I really enjoy mentoring because right now I'm also mentoring five Oregon State uh, uh, graduates in uh, senior program uh, uh, for a capstone program for desalination of water. And we have a facility set up down in Phenomath, and uh, I'm mentoring five of them at the same time I've been mentoring the two grandsons. So I enjoy the mentoring process. Bob Cantrell, Emil Cantrell-Moore, and Edward Brezina, thanks very much. Yeah, thank, thank you, you so thank much. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. These two grandsons and grandfather, the three of them have been working for about a year now on a multi-generational project to create a biodegradable drinking straw. Emil Cantrell-Moore is a senior at Lake Oswego High School. Edward Rosina is a senior at Oregon Episcopal School. Their grandfather and mentor is Bob Cantrell.